1: What's up, fellow fantasy managers? Welcome back to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. My name is Jake Crumpler, and it's the weekend, so as always, I'll be taking over for Bubba as the host of the weekend editions of the podcast. You can follow me at Jake Crumpler on Twitter, and can find all of my work at CrumplerBaseball.com. Let's dive into everything baseball-related from Saturday, May 27th. We'll kick it off, as always, with the transactions, injuries, news, and notes from around the league. Our IL placements were plentiful, as shortstop Willie Adamas was placed on the 7-day IL with a concussion. Concussions really suck, but it shouldn't keep Adamas out much longer than a week. Bryce Terang should fill in at shortstop in his absence, with a few players shifting around the infield to accommodate. Second baseman of the Giants, Tyro Estrada, was placed on the 10-day IL with a sprained left wrist. The injury doesn't seem too serious, considering they didn't immediately place him on the IL, and kept him available to pinch hit over the past couple of days. But David Villar was recalled in a corresponding move and should help fill in, but it looks like Brett Wisely is likely to fill in at the keystone position for the Giants until Estrada inevitably returns. Utility man for the Rangers, Ezekiel Duran, was placed on the 10-day IL with mild right oblique discomfort. It's not being labeled as a full-on strain, so that likely means Duran's on a minimum stay timetable for the IL. He had been on fire until that injury, batting 301 with seven days and three steals, so hopefully he can maintain that level of play upon his reinstatement. He had been alternating between shortstop and designated hitter when Corey Seager was activated from the IL recently, so we'll likely see Seager get every day at bats at shortstop with the DH role being more of a mix and match situation with a bunch of different guys filling in there or platooning. In terms of transactions, we had a lot and a lot of big ones at that. Starting pitcher Grayson Rodriguez of the Orioles was optioned to AAA in a surprising move, though if you look at his numbers, it's not as surprising. The game's number two pitching prospect has been off to a roller coaster start to his career, and it all culminated in a disaster performance on Friday. The righty allowed nine runs, eight earned in three and a third innings, pushing his season-long ERA to 7.35 across his first 10 career starts. While he's been pretty unlucky in the holy trinity of equating luck, otherwise known as hotel, which is BABIP left on base rate and home run to fly ball ratio, he's also not shown MLB ready control or command. I'm sure he'll be back at some point this year, especially if he dominates at triple play, but whether or not Gray rod's worth a hold is sort of league dependent. If you're in a 12-teamer where there's a deep bench or stashing prospects is common, then he's one of the best holds out there. I think he's a must-hold in 15-teamers though for the time being, especially in NFBC where the benches are relatively deep. The Orioles recalled Keegan Aitken to enter the bullpen, but the rotation is still just four men deep. I could see the team bringing up Cole Irvin back from the minors or transitioning Austin Voth into a starter's role when Rodriguez's spot and the rotation comes back around, but we will see Grayrod back at some point this year. Another surprised demotion as a top pitching prospect that didn't live up to the hype has been demoted and starting pitcher Brandon Fott being optioned to the minors on the Diamondbacks. The strikeouts were never really there for Fott as his sub 17% K rate forced him to rely on balls in play and that led to an unsightly 8-3-7 ERA across his first five MLB starts. In the same situation as Grayrod, I'd expect Fought to be back at some point this year, but at the moment, it's unclear how soon he'll be back. To replace him and relief pitcher Luis Frias on the pitching staff, the Diamondbacks activated starter Zach Davies from the IL and recalled swingman Dre Jameson. The former isn't very fantasy viable as a lower tier Toby, but Jamison was the talk of the town early in the season. Unfortunately, his performance at AAA since his demotion, 5.79 ERA in five games started, doesn't inspire the same feelings of excitement. One really exciting move was starting pitcher Tyler Glass now being activated from the 15-day IL to make his season debut. Glass now missed the first couple of months of the season with a strained left oblique, and after four rehab starts across May, he's finally ready for his season debut. We've seen very little of him as he missed half of 2020 21 and all but two starts in 2022 because of injury. It was a mixed bag in his debut on Saturday as he tossed four and a third innings with five hits and three runs, but he walked just one and struck out eight batters and had 17 whiffs and a 41% CSW. So it's definitely good to see that he still has that dominance factor and I'd expect the Rays to keep him effective all year. I'm excited to see what Glass now can do for the final few months of the season. Another IL activation as Garrett Whitlock of the Red Sox was activated after missing more than a month with right elbow neuritis. He had a mixed bag of three starts prior to that as he also began the season on the il so it's been a season marred by injuries already but his two rehab starts were great so i'm expecting whitlock to get back on track and be a borderline top 50 starting pitcher for the rest of the season The final transaction was starting pitcher Vince Velasquez being activated from the 15-day IL. He had gotten off to a pretty hot start for the Pirates and posted a 1.29 ERA across his five starts prior to getting injured. However, his ERA estimators suggest he's still the same old Vinny V, which is pretty underwhelming. He got roughed up by the Mariners in his return, lasting just a pair of innings while surrendering four runs on seven hits with one walk. And he'll get the Cardinals in his next outing, so I don't think he's going to be fantasy viable any time in the near future. In terms of news, we got one bit of news, and that was relief pitcher Jose Alvarado as... He didn't throw his planned bullpen session on Saturday because of soreness. The Phillies will attempt to get him back on the mound, testing out his arm as soon as possible, but this delays his inevitable return. Now we'll check out the notable performances from around the league, a day in which we had a full slate of 15 games. We'll start it off with our hitters, leading off with Jonathan India as he helped the Reds to a win in Chicago on the north side of Chicago. As a matter of fact, he went three for five, scoring twice with two dingers and five RBI. He's up to five home runs on the year now. Both home runs had an exit velocity of at least 103 miles per hour. So they were some lasers. And last year's sophomore slump seems to be fully in the rearview mirror for India. He's got his plate discipline in the best state of his career and he's stealing more than ever as he's got eight stolen bases now, which is approaching his career high of 12 set in his rookie season. And the only thing he was really missing was what he provided in this one, power. Batting in the middle of any lineup is a great place to be. Jonathan India is batting third every day for the Reds. And even if it's as bad as the Reds lineup, I still think it's a great place to be. But it's sort of made up for by the fact that he gets to call Great American Ballpark home, which is probably the second best offensive park in baseball. So Jonathan India definitely takes advantage of that. A 2020 season with a 275 average and solid run plus RBI numbers is not out of the question for India as he cements himself as one of the best options at the Keystone position. Matt Wallner of the Twins helped the team to win versus the Blue Jays going a perfect four for four with a run, a home run and three RBI. That was his first home run of the year. He traveled 409 feet with a 107.4 mile per hour exit velocity the twins number seven prospect according to mlb pipeline is up for his third stint in the majors he had one last year and one earlier this year he's a joey gallo s slugger with big tools in the power plate discipline and swing and miss departments despite the prospect pedigree walner is being used as one of the team's backup outfielders so he'll need to get more playing time if he wants to become an impact fantasy talent and even if he doesn't secure playing time walner will need to maintain control of his strikeout percentage to remain effective but this is definitely a guy to keep an eye on if he does get the opportunity and is able to limit the strikeouts. Lastly, we have another unknown player with a big game for the Twins and Willie Castro as he helped the team to a win as well, going two for four, scoring three times with a pair of long balls, three RBIs, and a steal for a, a really good combo meal there. Both of his home runs traveled at least 400 feet with an exit velocity over 100 miles per hour, and Castro has shown the ability to hit in the past, most, most notably when he posted a 154 WRC plus with the Tigers in 2020, but he's failed to recapture that form over the past couple of years. In Minnesota, however, in 2023, he he's He's filled a super utility role and has actually been pretty interesting. He's got speed, he's got eight steals already, and he's shown increased power potential with a barrel rate that is at a career high rate that no doubt grew with his multi-homer game on Saturday. I think Castro's more of an option in 15 team and deeper leagues, but he'll be worth keeping an eye on if he continues to get consistent playing time and builds upon the gains he's exhibited thus far. But if you'd like a rundown of the top notable performances out of the hitters on Saturday, make sure to go read the Daily Batters Box article on pitcherless.com com. Now we'll head to the rotation to check out the notable starting pitching performances. Opening with Zach Wheeler as he shut down the Braves to earn the win. He tossed eight innings, allowing just three hits with no one runs, one walk, and twelve punchouts. He had 22 whiffs and a 33% CSW. Wheeler's follow-up to his Cy Young caliber campaign was underwhelming, but mostly because of his lack of innings after a delayed start to the 2023 campaign. Wheeler has gotten right back to being one of the better innings eaters in baseball. On Saturday, his fastball was his main weapon as it 13 whiffs and went for 38% CSW. He usually turns to his sinker a lot for weak contact and grounders, but elevating his 4 seamer on Saturday led to a boatload of strikeouts. Not only were his 12 strikeouts the most he's had this year, but it's the first time he's racked up at least a dozen Ks since 2021. Wheeler will get an easy matchup to continue his dominance in Washington next time out. Luis Castillo also had a lot of success this time versus the Pirates. He earned the win, tossing six shutout innings, allowing just a hit and two walks while striking out 10. He had a whopping 24 whiffs and 39% CSW across 99 pitches. And Castillo was nearly unhittable in this one. His fastball was on fire, inducing 12 lifts while his slider and change combined for 10 of their own. Castillo is a front runner for the AL Cy Young Award this year, thanks to his ability to use all three of those pitches to perfection. Pitching in the best pitchers park is also pretty good as T-Mobile Park in Seattle is probably the best spot for a pitcher to be in baseball and that'll only help him to pitch above his peripherals even further. His next matchup will be a tough one as he takes on one of the scariest lineups in Arlington next week, but I have a lot of faith that Castillo is going to have a great stretch over the summer. It's pretty widely known that he struggles with the cold and the fact that we've gotten through the cold months and he's got a 269 ERA and a 099 whip suggests that this is going to be a very fun season for Castillo fans. Lastly, we have Logan Webb earning the win for the Giants in Milwaukee as he tossed seven innings, allowing four hits, an earned run, a walk, and 11 strikeouts. He had 18 whiffs and a 37% CSW across 107 pitches. Webb had a great feel for his change in this one. The off-speed pitch racked up 13 whiffs with a 35% CSW. It's his go-to secondary pitch, and when he has the feel for it, it can be one of the hardest pitches to hit in baseball. Webb might be the Premier holly, which is the term for a premier Toby, but he's looking to shake that label. With his second double-digit strikeout game of the season on Saturday, he's now sporting a career-best 26.9% strikeout rate, and he also leads the National League with 72 innings pitched. So he's going to really be an accumulator with those amount of innings and that high of a strikeout rate. And Webb can really take down any lineup, and he'll look to prove that notion correct by shutting down the Orioles in his next matchup. But if you'd like a breakdown of every single start from Saturday, make sure to give the Plus Pitch Podcast a listen and go read Nick's daily start Pitcher Roundup over on PitcherList.com. Now we'll head to the bullpen and look at the relievers that got saves and the closers that pitched outside of save situations or blew their saves. We'll start off with the guys that got saves. Camilo Duvall earned his National League best 14th save. Ryan Presley got a save. Brock Stewart got a save as he extended his scoreless inning streak. And Yohan Duran pitched in the eighth inning. Kyle Finnegan and Caleb Ferguson got saves. Ferguson pitched in the ninth after Phillips pitched the eighth and the first out of the ninth. Greg Kimbrell, Kenley Jansen, Alexis Diaz all got saves as well and Giovanni Gallegos got a save in extras after Ryan Helsley pitched for four outs. Now for our closers to pitch outside of save situations or blow their saves, we saw Trevor May, pitch earlier in a game as he still looks to gain some confidence back after missing a lot of time with anxiety. Clay Holmes pitched the top of the 10th in extra innings. Will Smith allowed two run runs with his team up by four and that sort of made the game a lot closer. Scott Barlow also pitched a maintenance inning as well as David Bednar for the Pirates. Neither of them had pitched since Monday. We also saw Miguel Castro pitch for the Diamondbacks down by one and Mark Leiter Jr. did the same for the Cubs down by three. But if you'd like a rundown of all of the notable relief pitcher performances from Saturday, make sure to give the reliever ranks article a read over on pitcherlist.com sunday's edition was written by yours truly before we look forward to today we're going to take a quick break
0: when it comes to weight management we tend to put our focus on what we eat but noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat and that's a game changer noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term And based on a sample of 4,272 numers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today.
1: Now we'll send it over to the wonderful Mark Paquette with the weather. Thank you very much, Jake. As we go through the holiday weekend, Sunday we'll have, well, that's today, obviously, one game with some rain concerns. That's going to be the Mets at the Rockies. There's going to be showers and thunderstorms around, nothing organized. They should be able to play this game. Besides that, we look good to go. So play whoever you have. Back to you. Thanks, Mark. Now we'll look forward to Sunday, May 28th, as we'll have another full slate of 15 games. My matchup of the day is Garrett Cole versus Hugh Darvish, two of the premier strikeout threats of their generations. It's gonna be a fun game to watch. Our auto start tier has six pitchers, including both Cole and Darvish. We've got Spencer Strider versus the Phillies, Christian Javier in Oakland, Dylan Cease in Detroit, and Eduardo Rodriguez on the other side versus the White Sox. Our probably start tier has eight guys, and that's where we'll find our streamer of the day in Marco Gonzalez, versus the Pirates. This is a Toby, but he's shown really good command of his sinker and changeup so far in the past few starts. So this could be a matchup that provides a lot of value. I'd also keep an eye out for Tanner Houck in Arizona and Mackenzie Gore against the Royals. Houck was great in his last matchup and the Diamondbacks lineup can be boom or bust. And Mackenzie Gore has big strikeout potential and pitching in Kansas City against a weak Royals lineup is a pretty ideal spot to be. In terms of hitter suggestions, I would say once again, Mets hitters and Rockies hitters in Coors, Tommy Pham, Mark Vienta and Mark Canna are solid options versus the Southpaw Austin Gomber going for the Rockies, while Nolan Jones, Mike Moustakis and Ryan McMahon could have big days against right-hander Tyler McGill who's going for the Mets. In terms of relievers to watch, Ryan Presley has pitched in back-to-back games, so I'd expect Brian Abreu to get to the ninth today even after throwing a lot of pitches on Saturday. Craig Kimbrel of the Phillies has pitched in consecutive games, but they don't really have a clear-cut second guy in command, so right now, one of Sir Anthony Dominguez, Gregory Soto or Matt Strom will get the next save opportunity. And finally, Kyle Finnegan, Hunter Harvey and Carl Edwards Jr. have been overused for the Nationals across the past four days. So we'll probably get a surprise candidate to Vultura save on Sunday if one arises. But that'll do it for today's episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure to head on over to PitcherList.com to check out all the great articles and features we have on the site, including fantastic player pages and daily DFS suggestions. Join PL Pro to gain access to the Discord to interact with PitcherList staff such as myself and members of the community, as well as to utilize the in-season tools to help you win your leagues. That'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Crumpler. Tune in tomorrow and every day for a new installment of the podcast. Bubba will be back with you on Monday and throughout the week. Make sure to enjoy the day as we are blessed with another day of baseball.